My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. I always say, faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. So, Yemi, what do you have for us today? Well, we are giving everyone a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and apply it to our modern day life. Today, we will be covering the miracle of Jesus healing a deaf a deaf man who also had a speech impediment. Now, this miracle is found in the book of Mark, chapter 7. I will be reading verses 31 to 37 from the ESV version. It begins. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought him, they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hands on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. And then looking up to the heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ifafatah. That is, be opened. And his ears were open and his tongue was released and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them all to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealous they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, he has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Amen. Amen. This yeah, this is another healing miracle by Jesus Christ, our mm-hmm. Lord and Savior. And um, what's great about this miracle is that it fulfills the messianic prophecy of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ to come. Um, because it was foretold in the Old Testament, all these things that would happen. And, and that's how you would recognize that Jesus is the chosen one. So if there's any question, <laughs> <laughs> it was written and he performed. And he did all these things confirming that he is the son of God promised to be the savior. I mean, a lot of times when we, we pray, we ask for confirmation and God is good in giving confirmation, right? We ask and we shall receive. Mm-hmm. And, and here people begged him, begged Jesus to, to um, allow this man to hear and fix his, his tongue. Maybe he had a, his tongue was tied. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had a cliff cleft lip. I'm not really sure what all, maybe a stutter. There's a number of speech impediments that he, this man could have had. And Jesus heals him instantly. He, and, and, and in Isaiah um, 35, five to six, it says, then the eyes of the blind shall be open and the ears of the deaf unstop. Then the lame, then shall the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break from forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. I mean, this is, this is proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Like he, he's a refreshing, he's refreshing in the dry season, in the time where, where things seem so impossible or maybe stuck. 
He is the water that will give you new life. He's rebirth, right? Through Jesus, all things are new. So whatever ailment or impediment that you have, Jesus can lay hands to correct them. And I love that Jesus is a man of correction, that God is a man of correction. These things that may happen in the world, a number of things that may happen to cause us to have certain uh, disabilities, with Jesus, we're able. He can correct them. Like he can correct us, even in our disobedience, right? It doesn't have to be physical. It could be a spiritual way that we need to open our ears to hear and our mouth to speak the words of God. Jesus can help us. The Holy Spirit can help us. Amen. Amen. You know, I really love the fact that in this miracle, Jesus, you know, he converses with people in in need of the miracles, you know, in all of the miracles. But in this one, he engages this man a little differently when he touches his ears and his tongue. And it makes me think about your ear gate and your mouth being, you know, life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? I think it's really important to, to understand that Jesus touching the ear, it's like the things that you hear sometime fester inside of you. And then you end up saying things that you bring life to. So by Jesus actually touching those two things, it's almost like a healing that needed to come together so that this man could truly be healed, not just in the fact that he had the speech impediment, but also in the things that he actually hears, you know, so hearing the Lord, being able to take that voice, being able to, to maybe have discernment, being able to um, strengthen his faith now because of the things that he actually hears. And now the things that he says, when there was a speech impediment, people probably shunned him. They, he probably couldn't get those things out. He couldn't get the word out. And, you know, in this, Jesus never likes people to go and, and rant and rave. You know, he, he, he does his things in sight, in silence, in secret, but even though people are around, it's, he's not there to boast. He's just there to do the Lord's work. But it's like as human beings, the more you tell someone not to, that's the more they do. So in some weird way, you know, inadvertently, that's how the news always spreads like wildfire because he 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 just wants you to go. Let people see for themselves. You don't need to say anything. And I, I love the fact that Jesus uses the power of touch to heal. You know, in, in other miracles, it was you holding, you know, grabbing onto his garments. It was the spoken word. It was, you know, just him praying out to God. But in this one, he does it and he also heals with his hands. And I think that is such a, a, a powerful miracle in saying that God has, has ordained, you know, us, if we trust and believe, then we can also conquer. Amen. I love that you brought up that the eye and ear, uh, the ear and mouth gate. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and just kind of understanding that we consume things um, through our ears and our eyes, right? Mm-hmm. We watch and we hear things and this opens up our, our mind into what we actually believe and, and our thoughts. And then we say that with our mouth. These are gates to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what you're hearing and consuming and what you're saying in return. Usually what you're hearing is what you repeat. People are, are, are 
their knowledge is limited to what they hear and know <laughs> and what maybe what they, they re read, whatever they consume, that's their knowledge. And unfortunately, it's limited. That's why we ask God for revelation. That's why we ask God to unstop our ears, our ears. We ask for ears to hear and eyes to see because we need revelation from God in the physical realm. It's whatever we get in the physical. So it's whatever we see on TV. We hear from our friends and family, our neighbors, our social media, news, magazines, whatever we're consuming, that becomes our reality. But God has a different reality for us. We need to renew our mind by reading the Bible and, and listening to this podcast, <laughs> and going to church and other ways that we consume the scripture and the word of God. But we ask God to renew our minds. We're asking God to intervene. We're asking God for revelation. We're asking him for understanding because we may consume things in a certain way and it's colored the way we see things in the way we express in this world is colored by our own personal experiences. So mm -hmm. a word may mean something to me because of an experience I had and something differently to you because of an experience you had. Mm -hmm. And so there's perspective that may be different, but we want to have the kingdom perspective. So it's important that we're asking God to unstop our ears, right? To put his fingers in our ears and to put his finger in our mouth so that we are proclaiming and professing the word of God and not speaking nonsense, right? <laughs> I think it's in Proverbs that says like, if two fools are arguing, who's the fool? You know, <laughs> you know, you don't argue with a fool because when people see you, they don't know who's the fool, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like, how do you become elevated as a Christian? And it's by watching what you consume, your ear and eye gate, and mm -hmm. watching what you say. We want to speak life into all situations. We want to speak life into each other. Mm -hmm. And we need to focus on strengthening our inner selves so that we block out all the negative things. We block out the ways of the world that's contradictory to the ways of the kingdom of heaven. And we keep ourselves focus on what we need to consume here, eat, um, consume and become and what we're saying. Like we should speak life into everyone around us. Even the, the people are haters, right? The quote unquote haters. Oh, our ops. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. Ops, right? Because in my mind, only the devils are op, but you know, people got ops in the street, right? right. So we need to be careful even with our ops because mm -hmm. How we speak about them, how we view them is colored by who we are. It shows more about who we are when we say things than anything else, right. how we react. So how do we temper that? How do we produce the fruits of the spirit is by being careful with what we consume. I know I'm guilty of the social media scrolling and, and I, I am a fan of the Real house, Housewives. Um, but <laughs> we have to be a little careful about what is entertainment versus what we could, we think as reality, or this is an appropriate way to talk to one another or treat one another. And it's not, we should be better as Christians and we should be a better example for everyone around us. Mm -hmm. So this, this miracle is, is a miracle that is very literal for this man, but for us it's figuratively, right. we need to pray for God to, to open our ears to hear his word, accept right. his word, 
Sometimes you're praying for something, but we blocking our blessings because we're not even open to it, right? We're not opening our eyes and opening our ears. This is something my parents are constantly telling me right now. Open your eyes, open your eyes. <laughs> you know, I pray for God to open my eyes, not the words of my parents. <laughs> right. Right. Because it's their perspective, right? And they're colored by their experiences and their heart desires. But what I want is revelation for God. And we can constantly pray for God, revelation for God and, and seek the confirmation that we always want. But right. if we know the word of God, if we're close to God, if we're praying, if we're in communication, we know what God is saying to us, right? We have that in our heart. We carry him in our heart and we are expressive. When people see you, they should see Christ. Right. right. And they should be reminded of God's love. Mm. Amen. Amen. You know, I really love this miracle because when you think of the way, you know, Christ opened his ears and he called up, like it says specifically that he pulls the man, you know, to a more private area away from the crowd. And then he spits and touches the man's ears and tongue, looking up to the sky. He commands that the man's ears be open. It makes me think that, you know, you are what you think. You are what your perception is. So by Jesus opening, so this man had not really, you know, he didn't hear of things. Who knows the types of thoughts that were going on in his mind? It's almost like if he didn't hear anything, then he felt like he was nothing. So by Jesus commanding, you know, and asking God to open this man's ears and commanding it because he had authority over everything. It's like, it's like open his ears to hear you, God, so he can know how he's important and he's special and he's a child of you right? And he is of you and he's made in your image. Because if we are what we think and all we are, all we think of is godly things and trying to be righteous. And, you know, even though we are in this world, but not become of this world, then we will do better because we're thinking better. And this kind of metaphorically makes me feel that this is a way that Jesus, oh, this is the, what we need to learn from this particular miracle. Amen. I love that. Yeah. Hear better, do better. Yeah. <laughs> Open your ears. <laughs> yes, amen, amen. Well, I think um, you know this. This miracle is definitely one that we should learn from, like all the other ones. Always remember to open our ear gate, open our eye gate, but most importantly, be careful of opening our mouth gate because there's life and death is in the power of our tongue. We hope you enjoy this discussion of the miracle of healing a deaf man with a speech impediment. Before we end, we would love to give our announcements and close with a prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss season two, episode 23 on the miracle of healing a blind man in Bethsaida. You can find this miracle in the book of Mark, chapter eight, verses 22 to 26. We are super, super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesday's YouTube live discussion. 
where we will be discussing your season pass to miracles and how you can access your very own miracles through your personal walk with Christ. Now, this will take place tonight at our new time of 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please just check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, spread the news, follow us, click that like button, and don't forget to comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now let us join together in prayers because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and mercy. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Now, since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Come and open our eyes that we might see how great you are and how complete your provision is for this new day. We do in the name of Jesus to take our place with Christ in the heavenlies, Heavenly Father, we ask you to declare all principalities and powers and all wicked spirits that are subject to us in the name of Jesus. Loving God, we pray that you will comfort us in suffering, lend skill to the hands of our healers, and bless the means used for our cure. Give us the confidence in the power of your grace that even when we are afraid, that we may put our whole trust in you, O Lord, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. O Lord, by your patience and suffering, you hollowed earthly pain and gave us the examples of obedience to your Father's will. So be near us in our time of weakness and pain. Sustain us by your grace that our strength and courage may not fail. Heal us according to your will and help us to always believe that what happens to us here is of a little account if you hold us in eternal life. Oh, our Lord and our God, you are our strength. You are our rock and you are our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all come into agreement and say, amen, amen, and amen. We thank you all for listening. We appreciate you so, so, so much. And we love you with all of our hearts. We hope to see you all tonight, 8 p.m. sharp. Love you. Bye.